Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. Hamilton Southeastern School Board at-large elections go like this. There are three seats. All voters within the school district choose one candidate per township. There are five candidates in Fall Creek Township's election. Suzanne Thomas is one of those five candidates, a realtor and a mother of four. Casey Alexander talks with Suzanne Thomas in this podcast. Hello, uh, my name is Casey Alexander. Uh, I am a freshman at Fishers High School. I am involved in clubs like Model UN, and I was a former Fishers Junior High School uh, Weeple. Today, I'm joined with Suzanne Thomas, uh, a candidate for Fall Creek HSC School Board. Uh, Suzanne, why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, hi there, Casey. Um, Suzanne Thomas, that's correct. That's my name. My maiden name is Cassis. I'm originally from the north suburbs of Chicago, um, have lived here in Fishers for geez, about 20 some years. My late husband and I chose to move here for the school district. We absolutely love Hamilton Southeastern School District. Um, Darren was a DJ golf professional and I've been a realtor for over 20 years. I have raised four kids here in the schools. I've had one go to the Fishers High School, two at HSC, and one is currently at HSC and he is a freshman. So I've been blessed to put uh, through through the school system and one that's going to be a freshman. Uh, that's wonderful. So uh, we're going to move on with the questions now, if that's okay. Um, so to what extent would you be considering the student voice in your position as a school board member? Student voice is, is important to me for, for many reasons. Well, one, and most importantly, is because of the generational gap that I see between our parents and children. This is really most evident with technology. There is so much that is happening in our kids' lives today, especially with technology and the virtual learning that we have and is going through. And I feel like, me too, parents are struggling to understand it. I think HSC is trying to help the area with programs like social-emotional learning and cell-partner with academics is so imperative for the well-being of our overall student. Our emotional intelligence development is so critical today that especially for our virtual learners, but I think parents have not quite been included in all the communication and inflammation of the cell program. And I think we need to improve on that just a little bit more. So I feel the student's voice in expanding and growing the communication is important. So what would your top three priorities be if you were elected to the school board or essentially what's your platform? That's a quite easy one. And and I could go on with maybe a list, but uh, the top three, I would say, is most important is education. So academic excellence, bringing HSC test scores back up um, to their overall ranking to the top five in Indiana. There's different testing sites that we've you know, measured our students and our schools by. And I would say one of my number one things is to bring our excellence in education back to an overall top five standing. And then Number two would be improving communication, as I had stated a little bit before. Um, communication from our school board and administration so that we can be proactive instead of a reactive community because of poor communication and the lack of transparency. I would say 
my one that's really dear to my heart is the Purdue Polytechnic program. I would like to finally see that get launched. HSC has um, lacked a technical trades program for years. And I would like to bring more focus to trade, vocational and life skill classes. College is great. It's a good goal for many people, but not the only goal. And I think our students deserve um, options. So poly, the Purdue Polytechnic program is probably my third. Uh, all right. So this has been a remarkably unique year in regards to public health and safety. How do you plan to ensure the safety of every student in the district? Maybe wrap them in bubble wrap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean, seriously, I mean, it, it, right now, we, we have to understand that this is a global pandemic and this has been an unprecedented event. This has created new challenges for Fishers, our community. Health and safety of all of our students in the district is just so, so important. And this includes their physical, their mental and emotional health and safety. We actually have outstanding and dedicated school nurses and counselors who routinely work beyond normal job expectations. And we have to support them better. I mean, we just have to support them so they can be better and, and do more to serve our students. I think it is our role as a, a school board and the corporation, HSE School Corporation, to make sure that the health and safety plans fit well within the city's plans if they do this, then our school and medical nursing staff, along with our counseling and mental health professionals, can provide care for each of our students that is consistent with the community plans. Uh, this has also been a remarkably unique year as we've seen a massive resurgence in the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, do you plan to advance equity and equality within our district? And if so, how? You know, I thought about this question a bit and I have a few points to make. You know, equity and quality and diversity programs are, and planning are so essential in a city where actually no one lived here 30 years ago. I mean, I would have to say back in 1990, there's about 10,000, you know, residents in this area. And now we have in 2020, we're approaching 100,000 residents. Almost everyone that lives here in Fishers came from somewhere. We are a melting pot, even though we might not think so. I myself am. Um, my father is Mexican Indian, and I grew up on the north suburbs of Chicago, but my dad's businesses were in um, African and American, excuse me, African American and Hispanic neighborhoods in Chicago. So I probably grew up in a more diverse culture than Fishers would appear to be. But I don't think my experience is unique. As I said, most people in Fishers grew up somewhere else. And I have to say that our, our, our Equity and quality initiatives at HSC schools have hit some roadblocks in the last few years because they have included parents or our community at large. I mean, there's been very little communication and I feel that we need more. So for our equity and equality goals to succeed, we have to do better. We have to do a better job at getting parents in our community involved. There is so many um, outside residents. So if we have about 20,000 students, there's another, you know, almost 30,000 if we have 30,000 residents that are not in our schools every day. And they also have to buy into these initiatives. So HSC schools is going to have to involve more parents and community in order to improve the acceptance of equity and equality programs. So 
those were the first five questions. This is the last generic one that we're asking every candidate, um, but it's, why are you the best choice for the board? So why should we vote for you? Actually, I have a few reasons why I feel um, the voters for HSC school board should vote for me. Um, my overall experience with HSC schools is, has to be my first. I've been exposed to all of the facilities by met many of the teachers and administrators, been involved in many, many of the sports programs, extracurricular programs and clubs, and many of those challenges and growing pains I have seen and, and, and noticed that they, we have faced our school system. So that, that would be my first one is my experience being so involved in the school. Second, I would say as a businesswoman and as a realtor, I have a really good detailed understanding of the financial side and what it is to uh, work with a budget and financing. Um, I'm also, you know, the property tax funding has decreased since caps were put in place. And I know that the value of a good school system and having good education really brings voters and, and home resident people to our community. So it helps the value of our homes. And I have knowledge in that in, in helping um, maintain a good school system will help increase the home values of, of our residents. And it also, um, it is critical because it helps with people to understand that not only do we have to have a good school system, but that in turn brings people here that has good homes and stay in their homes and maintain those values. But then they also put into our economy. So it kind of makes a circle there. And then third, I would say personally, you know, I'm a great candidate for our school board because of my life. Now we've all had challenges and we all have had up and down things that have happened, but I have had many successes and challenges. I've been very blessed to come from a, a good family uh, I was a college athlete at Ball State. I dabbled in modeling and I was Miss Teen Illinois. And I was blessed with, um, you know, good friends and, and to be able to grow up in, in a um, relatively diverse and community. But I've also had several tragedies and hardships and I've learned how to overcome big challenges. I've had three brain surgeries that I was blind, deaf and paralyzed from brain tumors. I learned how to fight through and persevere. My most devastating hardship was the loss of my husband in 2015. And through that time, persevering and raising four amazing kids and helping them to be well-balanced, successful in school, that's that's huge, huge accomplishment. And I'm, I'm not all the way there yet. I have a freshman that's in high school right now. And I'm not saying that pain is gone, but I've helped my, stu my students, I've helped my kids, and I feel myself how to persevere. And let's just say that I know what it takes to set a goal and pursue it. And, you know, under unwavering determination, most importantly, it takes leadership. And I feel that I have that and I can bring that to our school board to be a strong voice for our parents and our teachers. So I would have to say those three big things, my personal experience, being a businesswoman and a realtor, and my experience with HSC schools. And I don't think I mentioned um, there is, I've also been a substitute teacher for 10 years. So being in and out of the 
schools, I would say all the schools, K through 12, I think I've hit every grade and um, pretty much every building. So I, that, that brings a lot to the table as well. Uh, that's wonderful. So that now we're done with the generic questions. Now we're on to candidate specifics. Um, sure. So on uh, on the vision section of your website, thomas4hse.com, it says that you intend on improving communication throughout your term. Uh, can you define what that means? Well, as I've said before, I mean, it's just so important to have great communication throughout our school district. Um, and it starts with the school board. That's, that's where the top of the peak begins. And in, our school board needs to be proactive with our community instead of reactive. Um, the school board has to get parents and the community on board with its major initiatives well ahead of their implementation. We have a multiple of mediums for reaching students, but the parents and the, and the community, I, I feel that they're always playing catch up. You know, it's, they're not getting the information right away. And sometimes because we have a various number of ways, email, texting, phone call, people get lost and they're not getting the information that they're supposed to be receiving. So I think um, as whether it's a, a contact through the administration or a contact from the board, kind of like a press secretary, if you will, I feel like we need to have a point of contact with our communication and a, and a way to confirm and validate that parents are actually getting the information. For example, we'll do surveys and to get a response of 20 to 25% survey and then say, here, here's our results, that, that's not good enough. And I know studies can show us that, you know, 40 to 45% response is a good response. Not good enough to me when it comes to schools. We need to have some way to check, to confirm that parents received information and they understand what program, what policy, what situation, what information is being shared prior to executing. And so being transparent is very important to me. On a campaign flyer, I noticed uh, that you, uh, you prioritize <laughs> the needs of all students to give them the greatest opportunity for success. Can you define all students? Okay, this is not hard. I've had this question come up to me. You're not the first. And I'll have to say, I mean, it's easy. Are they a student in Hamilton Th Southeastern School District? Then they deserve and need to have my support to help prioritize their needs. I want all students, all of them, if they're a student and they go to school at our school, to have a quality and valuable experience in education in our school district. In my campaign platform, I say that my number one goal is academics and ex academic excellence. And this has not changed. I really feel that we have to focus on excellence in education for our school system. When I moved here 20 years ago, it was because of HSC and their high ranking that we moved and brought our schools into the school district. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not the only thing that matters, but we need to have um, a, a check system that helps our ranking that we are within the top five. And, you know, some people will say that it's really not important. Like, why do we care about the test scores? Why do we care about our ranking? Well, it is so important. And it's important because our kids need that information because it helps them with their financial aid, getting into colleges, getting into other programs. 
that they would need after they're in college, after they're in high school. So those rankings are important when they go on a job search or in college uh, programs that it is important. So we have slowed down and I would have to say I have the exact numbers. I just know that we have stayed out of the top 10 for a few years. And I know people hate to compare the Carmel, but it's appropriate right now for these test scores and they have found a way to do it. And there's other schools in around in this region, Brownsburg and Zionsville. And some people can say it's our demographics. Some people can say it's the growth, but I challenge our school district to be better, to reach that goal in test scores in overall well-being of our students, to have excellence in education. So when people are striving for their next chapter, whether it's college, the military, trade programs, working, that they can say they came from the best school in the state. Uh, so those are all the questions that I have. Um, I'm going to open up the next part for your or any closing statements that you might have prepared. Well, it's not necessarily closing statements, but I didn't get a chance. Um, I thought about it earlier and I thought I didn't even get to talk a little bit about my kids. And though it might not matter to everybody else, it sure does matter to me. I have four amazing kids and my older three kind of grew up together. Um, I had two miscarriages after my daughter. And so my youngest now 14 is a freshman in high school. But as I had mentioned earlier, I've been so involved in our schools there it was through substitute teaching, coaching, or just all the school kids activities from PTO boards, from being on committees, uh, being a volunteer, my kids were blessed to be part of the lacrosse, the football, cheerleading, baseball, theater, drama, DECA, Best Buddies, um, Riley Dance Marathon, just to name a few. And two of my kids went on to college and my highest GPA son actually joined the Marine Reserves and he's working right now and he's doing very well. My youngest as a freshman was and still is very interested in the P Purdue Polytechnic Purdue Polytechnic program. And I hope to be part of launching that. That is something that's near and dear to me. And I just wanted to share that extra information because my kids are the world to me. And because of what HSC has provided for them, I feel like it's my time to serve and to give back to our wonderful community. Once again, my thanks to Izzy and Casey Alexander for handling the school board candidate interviews this election cycle. Remember, if you vote a straight party ticket, your voting process is not over. Continue on to vote for the county council and then for the school board. This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. On behalf of Izzy and Casey Alexander, thanks for listening. Be safe and be kind. <laughs>